comparison was killing my creativity. Um, point oh. blank simple. Don't let those fears hold you back. Just, just go ahead and do it. We're not scared of succeeding. We're scared of failing to succeed. A lot of people are like, go for it. And then some people are like, don't do it. Do it. Like, simply just start. You'll fall, but you'll get back up. It's going to be okay. So genuinely give yourself permission to evolve and emerge and become. Welcome to the Idea Vault podcast, where we talk about crazy ideas from the inside of an old bank vault. I'm Lynn George, director of Troy University's Idea Bank, here with Chris Stagel, Troy University design professor, and Mari Alice Porter, our Idea Bank program coordinator. We're broadcasting from the vault in downtown Troy, Alabama, and we are here to help you unlock your ideas. The first step to starting your business is to define your mission. Then you start to visualize it with brand identity. This can be an empowering process for entrepreneurs to bring life to their ideas, but for many people, it's challenging and grueling. Today, we sit down with two of our successful student entrepreneurs who focus on building visions, creating content, and implementing digital marketing strategies. These two talented individuals are inspiring examples of how a young, resource-strapped college student can make their entrepreneurial goals become a reality, which is something we feel passionately about at the Idea Bank. I'm Lynn. I'm your lead host for this month's episode, Starting from Scratch, Young Entrepreneurs Building Their Brands. Today, we're sitting down with Colvin Prince, Troy graduate and owner of Kingdom Creation Studios, along with Caitlin Blackman, current Troy student entrepreneur-in-residence and owner of Dreams Agency, LLC. We're going to hear about their entrepreneurial journeys as young college students, how they just jumped right in and started their businesses, their philosophies on investing in themselves, combating the tendency to compare themselves, finding the right support group, and so much more. So keep listening for some great stories and some great tips. We are here with Caitlin Blackman, who is one of our current Troy student entrepreneurs in residence here at the Idea Bank. She is the owner of Dreams Agency, which offers creative services through digital marketing and branding with a focus on small businesses and entrepreneurs. So welcome, Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining us in the Vault Podcast Studio. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started Dreams Agency. So I'm a senior here at Troy. Um, I changed my major to interdisciplinary studies. I started off here as broadcast journalism. Then I changed to um, multimedia journalism. Now I'm interdisciplinary studies. Um, so I take up journalism, communication, and entrepreneurship. Um, here at Troy, I'm... I'm I would say I'm really involved here at Troy. I'm the director of student activities um, for the University Activities Council, and I'm also the marketing advisor at the Small Business Development Center. Um, that's just a little bit about me. Um, as far as Dreams Agency, I started it about a year ago, this time a year ago in September. Um, and it, it, I started it because at first I was doing like social media management and uh, it was it was I was it was going great. And then I'm like, okay, all this money is coming in. I probably need to form this into a 
do it the legal way, right? And so um, turned the side hustle into a business, and that's what it started off as. Um, and as social media management became to, I started getting clients there. I started noticing I could do some more services, so I started doing branding services, marketing services, started helping um, really uh, pre-venture entrepreneurs um, kind of create their brand image and brand identity, and that's where it started at from, from there, and that's what we've been doing. So That's awesome. I love that. So when you were getting started a year ago, mm-hmm. you would have been a junior, right? Yes, junior. So did you have any kind of hesitations with trying to start a business while still in school? Oh, yes. That was the main thing. Um, and just talking about it with other people, a lot of people were like, go for it. And then some people were like, don't do it. And I was like stuck in the middle. And I was like, Lord, I don't know what to do. Um, because I was in school, full-time student, two jobs. And I'm like, you're trying to do a business, girl. You're doing too much. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was very hesitant about starting it, but my family is so supportive, and they were like, I had their full support, and they were behind me the whole time. So um, they pushed me the whole time to go ahead and start it, and that's what I did. But it was definitely a lot of hesitation there, just knowing that I already had a full-time load and then trying to start um, a business was going to be a whole new ball game, but we're here, so why we're good. did why did some people tell you not to do it? Because they told me that I had so much on my plate right now, and they didn't think that I would be able to handle it. And you know that they were like, maybe you should wait till you graduate, or mm-hmm. do this, or do that. And I'm like, you know, God has given me this this idea. He has get, put the resources and tools that I need. So why would I wait? You know, yeah, I can if you manage your time right, you can you can do it. And so that's what I did. Good for you. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I can tell that your family is a really big part because yeah. I remember that we had you for a session during our summer camp this past year. Mm-hmm. And your mom was sitting in the back the whole yeah. time videoing. It was so yeah. sweet. So she anyway, is. it's really important to have those people behind you for for sure. So uh, obviously time management would have been a big kind of challenge to face. So can you talk about that and just any other challenges you faced getting started and how you managed that? Yeah, um, getting started. So I had just uh, got my business, filed everything, and I was like going to open a bank account in Dothan. And I had everything I needed except for my driver's license. And I drove all the way there. And she was like, sorry, I can't open it. And, like, that was three days after I just opened my business. And that little small thing, I was like, I don't even think I can do it, you know, <laughs> because I don't, I can't even remember to get my driver's license. Oh, my gosh. Um, I know, right? <laughs> but still, like, even that and time management and me not knowing. Um, my family does have a family business now. Um, but they're, like, we got into it at the same time. So, it, like, you know, having that guidance and those things that were thrown at you at the beginning of a business, like, oh, I didn't know it was like this, you know. And I also think with social media, they, like, um, paint this picture of how a business is and you would think that it's so easy until you really get into it and you're like I was not expecting this at all and so just those things that were thrown at me small things even like from bookkeeping didn't know how important that was to keep your books like to keep everything in order so those things were a bit hard for me at first and then even with time management that was a big thing for me because during that first uh, six months of me starting my business, I did land an internship, which took a lot of my time. And so that was a big challenge for me because now I'm in school, got two jobs, I have a business and I'm an intern. So I'm like, time management was crazy. And I'm still in college trying to have a social life, you know? So it was, it was tam- time management was very, very hard for me. And I would still say right now, I'm still working on, um, 
improving my time management skills, but um, owning a business, entrepreneurship, it's all a journey. And so um, just learning new things every day of how I can better manage my time. So Yes, constant yeah. learning process. Yeah, for, for sure. sure, for sure. So you work at the Small Business Development mm-hmm. Center now. Were you working there before you started Dreams Agency? Yeah, I was. And they also played um, a major part in the start of my business. Um, Ms. Juliana, she is also another person. I kind of count her in like my family. I feel like she's family. But she pushed me to also start my business. And for me to turn that side hustle into a legal entity, she she did push me a lot. And the that is a whole resource in its own. They helped me start my business from the start, and they even helped me now. So they they played a huge part, and I was working there before yeah, I did start good. it. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. ask you. They're such a great resource for, for small sure. business owners. Yeah, for sure. It's a great resource for all the advisors there, all the resources and tools they have there for pre-venture entrepreneurs and even existing business owners. The, the amount of resources they have there, I mean, it's impeccable. They're, they're awesome. They're great. And they will literally stick with you every, every bit of the way. So that's great. Yeah. Yes. We'll definitely share more about that on our show so people know how to get in touch with them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about Dreams Agency okay. and your creative process. So basically, you help entrepreneurs or small businesses kind of find their branding. Mm -hmm. What is that process like for you? How do you help someone do that? So I would say it's actually a very tedious project, um, especially every single one, because all of them have to be different. All of them have to be unique. All of them comes from the back of my little creative mind, you know, and it, it, it does, it takes a lot of time. And I don't think people realize how much time and effort and the creativeness that you put into creating those brand images and identities because you they have to be unique to each business. But the creative process for that, what it looks like is, you know, I have that initial meeting with them and seeing. And what I've also learned, too, just to add, is that I like to work with pre-venture entrepreneurs more than I like to work with um, existing business owners because um, that pre-venture entrepreneur, they're, they're starting from the very beginning. And it's it's easier and you have more creative input when you're starting from the beginning rather than you're, um, it's a business that's already existing. So mm-hmm. um, that creative process looks like is them, because most of the time they don't know how to express what they really want. So we're going through um, this process of, me trying to get out of them, what do you really want? Like, what do you see your business as? So what that looks like is just a lot of meetings. It's a lot of questions that I'm asking them. And it's a lot of work on their end as well. Um, I have like a, a guideline that I go by and a questionnaire. And it is a lot of questions, but I, I really want to create the brand image that you want for your for your business. So it is tedious on both on both ends, just going through those questions and really pulling out what you want your brand, your image, and your identity to look like. Chris, you do a lot of that with your students, and you've done some workshops for us here about creating a brand identity. What kind of things have you run into with that? 100%, I agree. When you said that you you like working with companies that are very new, mm-hmm. the pre-venture, I, I can see that. And I never thought about it that way, but... Um, I tend to agree that sometimes starting something from scratch is much easier than rebranding. Rebranding comes with usually so many guidelines, so much oversight and board members. Yes. 
And then all of the different touch points that the brand has that you don't necessarily think about or you take it for granted. You know, it might be something as big as a billboard. It might be something as small as a business card, right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, and that's just in the world of print. But then if you think about digital media, I mean, it's it's a lot of kind of undoing and redoing where if you're starting from the beginning and, you're, and you can really define what that looks like, you know, I think it. I think you're a hundred percent right. It's harder, I think, to to rebrand than to uh, to start at the beginning. And one For of sure. the thi- one of the things that I kind of listening to you talk, you know, um, having that tie in with the SBDC, I think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and um, just listening to all the different things that you're a part of, I'm just kind of. I know I was being quiet, but I was just kind of sitting over here, kind of soaking it all in. Um, God, you're doing so much yeah. you, you do you, yeah, you you, with your jobs and your internship. And like you said, still trying to have a social life. I haven't had a social life in 40 years. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that is <laughs> in, impressive. So uh, definitely kudos to you. Whenever you're working with someone, you said that some people have a hard time kind of communicating what their vision mm-hmm. is. What would you, what are the things that you tell people? Like if there are and I could see that. I can see someone having an idea, and if you're not really the creative type, it's hard to kind of put that into something you can visualize. But it's a really important step to developing your business. How can we guide people through that process? So with that process, it's though that's where those a lot of those questions come in. Like, I'll send somebody 50 questions. I don't care. You know, you're going to have to answer wow. these questions. I, I want to create the best for you possibly. But another thing that I've recently started doing, and it's cra- like, it's crazy for me. And I was telling my mom, and she was like, really? And I'm like, yeah. So I would originally just ask some questions, but now like, I want them to draw pictures. And like, yeah. and so with them drawing pictures is because they, like people, you know, we are image based people. Like we always visualize stuff and we have this picture of it in our head. And even if we aren't like, you know, the best artists, we can at least try to paint mm-hmm. that picture on paper. So it's like now I know it's crazy, but I try to have an in-person meeting with them if that is possible or if not have them upload um, a picture. But like I want you to draw yeah. what you're visualizing in your mind, in your head, draw it out on paper because that might help me as well. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So. When you were just saying that, something came um, to my mind. If you um, if you're ever working with um, a client and you mm-hmm. need and you need assistance, one of the services that Lynn provides is that she has access to um, the dartboard uh, database. Mm-hmm. Database, and so the the dartboard. If you don't know what it is, it's the entire art and design department kind of form this faction of higher level, senior level students that mm-hmm. are extremely creative and um, they work with Lynn on independent projects. So wow. if you ever need a, um, a creative person to sit down with a client and help them creatively come up with that visual, then awesome. please let Lynn know because that's a resource that the Idea Bank has and we get the students involved and it's a good opportunity to kind of collaborate. Yeah. For sure. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah and thank I've you for bringing that up. Better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this yeah. kind of stuff for a long time, and I can't draw. I'm, yeah. I'm, not, really? I'm not an artist. No. <laughs> really? No, 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 no. I'm a designer, which mm-hmm. is not an artist. Got you. So I, I, can't, put it. I can sketch, but mm-hmm. I, I do not consider myself an artist at all. 
I think what you're doing by kind of putting the emphasis or, or the um, execution on the client to help you come up with that visual, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a really cool, important step. Yeah. What are some of the questions that you ask your clients? So I asked them and I'm like, okay, I, for the first question, one of the first questions I asked them and I was like, you know, you're, you're at the starting point right now in your business, but like, tell me about your, your dream business, like your, your big booming business, like the one that's making all the money. Tell me what that looks like. And so I kind of go, that's kind of like the, the, the initial question. And I have sub questions under that, you know, like describe to me, like, visual wise what does that look like like where are you location wise are you in an office are you out of office like you know those little Mm -hmm. questions that are that are really getting down to the nitty and gritty of what do you really see your business as and along like I said you know with okay now you answer the question now let's draw it out and then let's go into like the the color schemes like what when you're visualizing what colors do you see what kind of font base do you see I know you may not know exactly but what does it look like is it cursive is it blocky like you know tell me about that what does it look like so those are just some of the questions that I initial questions I ask and then I do sub questions off of those just so you know really get down to the okay this is what you're really really looking for you know yeah details matter they do sure. they do they are so important yes yeah and you had experience, so before you officially started your agency, you had experience mm-hmm. managing social media. Right. I feel like everyone is always looking for help with their social media presence. Mm-hmm. What would be kind of just a general overall tip that you would give a new business owner or even an existing business owner that's trying to grow their social media campaign? I would definitely tell them that, um, well, for, for like, you know, the generation I'm in, I could definitely see how they can understand that social media is important, but for the generation before us, you know, they don't understand that social media is very important. And that's one of the first things that people look at. You know, whenever I hear about a business, the first thing I'm going to go do is go look it up on Instagram mm-hmm. to see how legit it is and to see, you know, what, what they are producing. So I would tell them to um, spend a lot of time and put a lot of effort investing your social media because it does matter. And that's one of the first things that people look at. And so that bio, your picture, the every, everything that comes to a social media presence is very important. That's the first thing people look at. So take time, put effort in it and really invest into it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And plan it out. Yes. Like a lot yes, of people yes. are always just winging it. Yeah. Which only works for so long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, kind of along the same lines of advice. So what advice, you're obviously a young student, really driven, really involved. What advice would you give someone who is in your same boat, in in school but has big goals and is just kind of hesitant to take that step? Uh like Nike, just do it, literally. Just do it. Just, <laughs> just do it. Like, um, one thing before that I was kind of hesitant about is that I was trying to have everything all figured out. And, like, mm-hmm. just in life, it doesn't even matter. Outside of business, you're never going to have it all figured out. You know, just just do it. You're going to learn along the way. You're going to you're gonna make some mistakes, and that's okay, but you're going to learn from them. So don't don't let those fears hold you back. Just, just go ahead and do it, and you'll learn, and you'll get better. You'll fall, but you'll get back up. It's going to be okay. So just do it. Gosh, and I feel like that ties perfectly into what you called your entire, you know, your entire journey at the beginning is it's a journey. Your entrepreneurship has been a journey. So um, I think that a lot of times people think that they have to have it figured all out. And um, a lot of times that's not the truth. You know, you just got to start and figure it out along the way. Yeah. 
That's so true. So yeah. true. Yeah. I always tell our students like business planning looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think about business plans as these templated 20 page mm-hmm. documents mm-hmm. that you're turning into the bank. But planning is important, but it's not that templated. It's just about kind of leaning into what your vision is and just hashing it out and getting going. Yeah. yeah. Well, and odds are that that plan's probably going to go up in flames. You know, so like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. exactly. For real. <laughs> Okay, tell everyone how they can learn more about Dreams Agency and get in touch with you. So, really, you can you can check us out on Instagram. Even though I just said all that about social media, my social media is actually under construction along with my website. <laughs> uh, we're, we're adding some new stuff. We're expanding. So, give us a second. We'll be back up. But you can contact me by email or phone, and that is contact at dreamsagencyllc.com or by phone, 334-350-2552. We are on Instagram. It's under construction, but that's um, at Dreams Agency, LLC. Awesome. All right, y'all. Anything else y'all want to ask? <laughs> no, it was very nice meeting you. And you too. I-, I wish you all the success in the world. Thank you. And um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. we're really excited to work with you over the semester in the Student Entrepreneurs and Residence Program. And so obviously we'll be hanging out a lot. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Idea Vault podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice to meet you. Caitlin really is destined for great things. She is so talented, so smart. I am so impressed by her. We are lucky to have her here at the Idea Bank. So for everyone listening, we will include Caitlin's information in the podcast show notes so that you can get in touch with her and follow along with Dreams Agency as it grows. I do want to touch on a couple things that came up in her interview, which could be valuable resources to some of our listeners. Caitlin talked about how she works for the Small Business Development Center, and it seems like that role really empowered her to go ahead and start her business dreams agency. They are an incredible resource, and they're actually located inside of the Idea Bank building, which makes them very accessible to any of our listeners and to anyone in Troy. Please look at their website, troy.edu slash sbdc. They provide technical assistance with business development, marketing strategies, that's what Caitlin helps with, identifying funding sources, developing loan proposals. Those are just a few of the things that they help with. So if you are an existing small business owner or maybe you're trying to start a small business here in this region, they could potentially help you with some of your technical needs. Chris also brought up the dartboard when we were talking to Caitlin. And the dartboard is a really cool partnership that we have developed with Troy University's Department of Art and Design and their design students. And this allows us to pair student entrepreneurs with student designers so that they can get help with designing logos, designing websites, any of those creative things that come along with building a brand. If this is something you're interested in learning more about, please send us an email ideabank at troy.edu. We can get that process started for you. The website for Dartboard is still being built. So for now, just let us know what you need and we'll get it going. And we'll include all of this information in the podcast show notes. All right, good stuff. So let's go ahead and move on to our second and final guest for this episode. So we are here with Colvin Prince, who is calling in from Huntsville. He is a Troy graduate, and he is the owner of 
Kingdom Creation Studios, which is a creative marketing company that specializes in building the visions of companies, brands, and events through effective marketing and design. So, Colvin, thank you so much for joining us virtually. We're really excited to talk to you today. Of course. Thank you for having me today. Of course. So let's just start with you and your story. Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you started Kingdom Creation Studios. Ooh, my story. So where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So originally, I am from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Um, I, of course, went to Troy University and majored in broadcast journalism. Um, But I guess my story is having an image in my head of what life would look like and all of a sudden things taking a detour. Um, I had this image of my head of going to, going to Troy, being a, you know, a sports anchor, being a news anchor and um, out of the blue, you know, and just kind of based on my experiences, I took a turn and wanted to get into social media marketing and using my degree to further me in graphic design and communications, but in a different form that was formally taught in the classroom. Um, and so it's led me to launch my business, um, which is Kingdom Creation Studios. Um, so really just take having a informal training and introduction to design and running with that vision that I, that I had from the beginning. So tell me a little bit more about this detour. You wanted to be a sports news anchor. When did that change for you and how did you know you wanted to change directions? Oh, so it was, so when I first came to Troy, um, my decision to go to Troy was based upon the broadcast journalism department. Uh, We have one of the greatest uh, newscasts in our state and uh, one of the most beautiful campuses ever. So that was one of my, that was really the big factor of my decision of going to Troy University. And so, you know, I had this image in my head, I was going to be, you know, an anchor, Um, I was um, of course, the sports anchor for Trojan Vision News for a year and a half. And so all of a sudden, this feeling was just like, you know, I don't know if this is something I can see myself waking up every day and doing. And I didn't necessarily take it as a negative thing, but I took it as a moment of awareness of figuring figuring out what I truly wanted to do and who I tr- truly wanted to be. And that's where the journey of entrepreneurship came into play um, for me. And so the detour was uncomfortable, but I think it also stirred conversation in our department at Troy of uh, courses like social media marketing courses being launched and um, graphic design being a conversation um, in communications um, rather than, you know, the ultimate goal being, you know, communications via news anchoring or news reporting, um, unlocking another narrative of communication um, on our campus. So I think that and of course, social media is taking a turn and having this, you know, um, becoming more powerful these days. So I think it's becoming a necessary topic of discussion as it pertains to communication. So yes, eventually the detour made sense. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So you started working on the plans for Kingdom Creation in your senior year, right? Or was it sooner than that? So it was my junior year. I okay. started it. I started um the, I, the idea came to me to start the business. Um, I didn't have any experience as an entrepreneur. I didn't even know how much it cost to file an LLC. You know, I didn't know none, nothing. And so, um, yeah, so I started the, the idea came to me my junior year of college, yes. 
So tell me about how that idea came to you and where where did the concept kingdom creation come from? This is an honest truth and confession. Colvin Prince never, I didn't have any formal introduction into graphic design. I literally, so I, I, I initially had um, a YouTube channel um, where I would do like motivational videos and I would design my own YouTube covers. And I didn't have the money to pay anybody to do it for me. So I had to learn how to design on my own. And outside of that, um, I'm also a preacher's kid. Um, some people call us PKs. So I'm a preacher's kid. So <laughs> my dad has, you know, <laughs> my dad has, has his own church in Tuscaloosa. And so I would do a lot of the graphics or kind of like the designing and the visual aspects for the church. And um, it just kind of grew into um, a moment for me of like, okay, I'm getting pretty good at this. Like I'm learning the ins and outs. I'm learning like what doesn't look good, what does look good, you know, what what's appealing to different audiences. And so it just came to a moment for me of like, I should take this more seriously and potentially start charging for this. Cause yeah. I think for like almost like a year, I was just doing free graphic design for anybody that would let me. So, oh, you know, yeah. and but it, it gave me the opportunity to um, learn, you know, the basics and the foundation. So that's really where the idea came from of just taking my talent more seriously. That's really what you have to do sometimes to get started is kind of offer your service for free, but also recognize mm -hmm. that it's a skill and you need to charge for it. I feel like that's a difficult path to navigate for a lot of people who do graphic design. So yes, yes. do you mind telling us about your process for figuring out how to handle putting a price tag on your skill set and building that into your business model. How did you do that? So I think it took me being very realistic with my journey as a designer. So I beginning, I think my first, my starting prices for flyers was like $30. So I would do logos, flyers, business cards for like $30. Um, but I started to invest in myself. And I think that's very important as an entrepreneur too is I started taking design classes. I started gaining uh, graphic design mentors and business mentors who actually saw wh what I was doing and was able to cultivate my graphic design skills, able to cultivate my knowledge of how to run a business. And so over time, like if, if I were to show you all my portfolio, <laughs> you could see <laughs> the journey of the investment that I took yeah. on my, and that I um, put in my business of where, how I st started designing to where it is now. And so that um, played a part in my pricing. So again, I started off charging $30 or probably listing it. Some, like, and again, sometimes I would be like, I'm not even gonna charge, I'm just do it for free. So yeah. it was instances where I would just charge nothing or I would just charge, you know, $20, $30. And so now my prices, have grew significantly because of um, the clientele that um, I have now. And I think it took a, it takes a level of seriousness that you have to have about your your business and your your gift and your talent because I had to realize too that people wouldn't pay my price if I didn't take my my business serious. Mm -hmm. And so if I didn't take my craft serious, if I didn't take my branding and how I present my business to people seriously, then people won't respect that invoice when I send it to their email. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? that's very true. And so I really just had to start investing in myself and taking my craft more serious. And so it cultivated me being more confident in naming my price. Great. And that's really good advice to people to, you know, you have to be willing to invest in yourself 
for the long-term goals and for your yes. long-term you know, efforts to build your business. I'm curious, did your faith <laughs> have inspired the name Kingdom Creation? Yes, it did. Um, so, you know, being a, a man of faith, the name really came from that. Um, and I took it because I wanted to create a, the, the initial vision for Kingdom Creation Studios was bigger than graphic design when I first saw it in my, like in my head. Um, I saw it being a physical space where people from different walks of life come and be, they're cultivated, they um, plan, they execute, they express their creativity. And so when I think of the word kingdom, I think of um, diversity, I think of um, inclusion, I think of um, creating opportunities for any and everybody, and but also implementing an expression of love and in the midst of um, a, a ecosystem. And so that's where the name really came from. And then also, you know, creation, I wanted to highlight creativity. There's so many people that do so many different things. So um, the vision for Kingdom Creation Studio stems definitely from my faith um, and just trying to mimic and really um, present something physically on earth that I feel like matched um, what is taught in the Bible and what, you know, God says about the kingdom of heaven. So that's my faith definitely played a role in the name and the vision of Kingdom Christian Studios. I really like that. I feel like you have a very strong why behind not only your name, but your entire business model. And I remember you talking to me about that idea for this <laughs> kingdom, this creator space. And I still think it's a, yes. a fantastic idea. Is that something that's still in your long-term plans? It is. It really is. And um, it's something that I'm I'm working out each and every day and um, just being very, I think as a business owner, sometimes you have to, when we, I think we live in a world where a lot of things are instant. So as soon as we have an idea, it's like, I have to put it out. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, you have to be very sensitive to time. There's yeah. a time for everything. And so I remember the day I came to your office and brought the idea to you and just, you know, wanted your advice and wanted some, you know, just wise counsel on what I should do. And even then, I knew that it wasn't necessarily time to launch it then. But if I started making the creating the milestones to get there, then when it's time, I will already be prepared for it. And so yeah. I think it's definitely still an idea that I have and something I'm still working on. Um, but I'm being very sensitive to the timing of when to really launch it, um, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, it takes time to build a kingdom. I mean, you got to take it one step yeah. at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> so let me just scale back a little bit. When you were ready to hit the launch button and start Kingdom Creation Studios and start your graphic design services, what kind of challenges did you face? Did you get when you started telling your friends and family about it, did you get any pushback, any hesitation at all? Oof. Let's dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the biggest challenges for me was comparison. I knew so many other amazing graphic designers. I, you know, studied others, other people's styles, how they design, how they express themselves through designing kind of how they, you know, do certain things. Like every, I, I know every designer has their own little thing, whether that's like a font that they use or like a color or some type of like element in their design. 
And I found myself trying to mimic people's style and not find my own like lane. And so comparison was killing my creativity. Um, point blank simple. Comparison was killing my creativity like drastically because I was trying to mimic other people. I was trying to be like other people. Um, I was trying to, you know, just kind of go based upon, you know, some of the people that I was taught from. And it, it kind of made, it pushed me into like not being confident in my business or my ability because if my design didn't look like theirs, then it's not good enough. And so that was one of the biggest things I had to, or uh, hurdles that I had to um, overcome is comparison. Gosh, that's so good. And I feel like something that you don't see with people a lot of times is that journey that you're talking about. Like you have no idea the mm -hmm. journey that they've had to go through to get to the place that they are, you know? So it's, I mean, that's yeah. so such a good point that comparison can easily kill our creativity. Um, but we also yes. never know what that person has had to go through to get to that point where they are. Um, nor do you exactly. know what's ahead for you. So <laughs> that's good. Yes. And then what, and you saying that makes me think of um, the importance, like as entrepreneurs or business owners of prioritizing our process. Like, I think sometimes we don't necessarily, like when, when, you're, when you're struggling with comparison, you're taking your focus off of you and what you're supposed to be working on. And one of my mentors has this, he taught me something. He, he taught me that like, there's two different types of processes. There's like intentional processing, which is like, more so the you're you're more willing and strategic on what you focus on and what needs to be done to get you to the next level and then there's ignorant processing where you ignore avoid or you become unaware of what needs to be done to get to the next level because you're dealing with comparison mm -hmm. and so like you have to kind of assess like am i being intentional with my process or am i being ignorant and ignoring you know what i need to really focus on to take me from this level to the next gosh yeah and sometimes that's hard to decipher <laughs> you yes. know it's a fine line <laughs> what did you do to overcome your tendency to compare yourself oh um I really had to stop I honestly truly I stopped looking at other people's work I took a break from trying to learn other people's style I try and I really just challenged myself as a designer, I started just doing random projects. Like I would take, I, one of my projects, I just looked at it the other day. I did an old project. It was a quote graphic project I did for myself where I took a picture of the amazing and phenomenal uh, Viola Davis. Mm -hmm. And I did like a, a graphic where I honored her as an actor, as a uh, voice, as a, as a leader. And it was nothing that I got paid for, nothing, you know, personally that she asked me to do. But, you know, Viola Davis, if you're listening to this, I would love to design something for you one day. <laughs> I would love for Viola Davis to listen to our show. One day, one day. <laughs> um, but I took, you know, I started doing just random projects just to challenge myself or I would give myself, you know, find pictures of um, people that I admired and leaders that I admired um, and business owners that I looked up to and just started doing graphics about them. I would pull quotes that they've said and do creative projects and, I would get on YouTube and train myself how to do certain techniques. So it just really took me to stop looking at other people's work and start cultivating what's in me um, in another level and taking that personal. That's such a cool tip for finding the balance between seeking inspiration and not 
comparing yourself because I feel like in graphic design you can look at other people's work to try to spark ideas and get inspiration and then you end up falling into this you know pit of comparison yeah. but you took it and said I'm going to be selective about the the people that I examine as an influencer and take that and put my own spin on it and so I think yes. that's really interesting how you were able to kind of find that yes that line Thank so you. Yeah. Um, yeah that's <laughs> really great stuff so then so now so you're you're doing really well um i've seen your stuff on social media i've seen your website you have a really strong brand and i want to hear about how you work with clients like how do you what's your creative process how do you help people bring their vision to life so I think when it comes to graphic design, the phrase that I hear a lot is graphic designers help brings, bring people's reality into life. And my slogan for my business is manifesting the vision. But one thing that I saw when I'm, or that I continuously kept hearing with clients is the struggle to articulate the idea that they had in their head to us as designers. Because graphic design is honestly 90% idea and 10% execution. It's mm -hmm. literally, if as a designer, if you give me the delight, and I, I really, I challenge my clients now, because initially I would just, you know, if you said, hey, Colvin, I need a, a flyer for my 21st birthday, I wanted pink glitter, um, I want sparkles everywhere, I want it to be bold, bright, and beautiful, and you know, to me, that's, 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 that sounds like a lot going on, you know? <laughs> and so I, 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 you know, I, I challenge my clients now of, and I actually make them think. So if you say, Hey, Colvin, I need a graphic that, um, I'm let's for example, you may say, Colvin, I'm having a conference for, um, business owners in Birmingham. And, um, this is going to be to train them in financial literacy and organizational leadership. And so I'm going to ask you, Okay, when people see this graphic, what do you want them to feel? What do you want the what what do you want them to walk away feeling like when they experience this conference? And so I start asking more questions, not about what you not about what you want your consumer to see, but what do you want your consumer to feel when they see this? And so that really pushed a lot of my clients to start thinking more broadly, even about their events or their institution or their brand, because it's easy, it's easy just to throw something out there, but when you're very intentional about what you want your consumer or audience to feel, experience, what you want to place in their hands um, and the resources you want to give them. It makes a difference as a designer when we have those details. You know, if, if me as a designer, you can't give me all the details, how are you going to pitch this and promote this to somebody else? Right. You know? And, and so um, I, just, I, I just asked the right questions. And so I found that as a pain point for most people is that, you know, we have great ideas, but there's a struggle of articulating um, the idea that we have in our head and journal Troy university taught me one of the best things as a journalism student, you can only get the right answers. If you, if you ask the right questions. Mm, that's right. <laughs> and so, I love it. And so, um, as a designer, I just have to ask the right questions. And so it makes the creative process so much easier. Gosh. And it makes it so different. Like, uh, you know, I think that a lot of times people think that designing and creating is just putting together a flyer, but, um, you know, with being an entrepreneur and having other people support you in that, it's really the difference that, you know, that you're carrying out. Well, definitely. And I think it makes, it makes individuals different. Like, 
I did a video once on social media and I talked about how like your differences in demand. Um, because as a designer, you can choose anybody in the world to go to. Like, I know designers who are just if you say, Hey, I need a flyer for my event, therefore they'll be like, okay, just send me the stuff out and store it together. And I know for me, I'm not that type of designer. I can't just throw something together for you. I, I, I really want you to be intentional with this. Like, what does this mean? What does this, what are you saying about your brand when you put this out? So every designer is different, but specifically for me, I'm, I've learned that I'm not one of those designers where I could just throw something together for you and be like, hey, you know, thank you for, you know, this opportunity. I really invest into my clients. And so I take it, it has allowed me to kind of narrow down my, client profile and who I work with and having the power to say no sometimes to opportunity wow. and turn it down money. <laughs> <laughs> that must be hard, but that's really a strong way to run your business is being selective about the clients that you work with. So you have given us so much good stuff. I feel like everything you've said so far has been great tips for just the graphic design process and anyone trying to work on creating their brand. And then also the other side of it is just you and your entrepreneurship journey. So I want to mm -hmm. ask you, what would be for someone, what would be your one piece of advice that you would give someone who is young in college resource strapped and they have a business idea they're trying to turn into a brand? Uh, I'll do you one better. Can I give you two? Of course. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> First, I will say do it. Like simply just start. Um, I think that the fear I, I I taught a seminar yesterday to a group of um young male entrepreneurs in North Carolina yesterday. And I asked them how many of you are fearful of success? And all of them raised their hand, including myself. Because I and it showed me that we're not scared of succeeding. We're scared of failing to succeed. And I think that if you are in the beginning stages of, or you have an idea, a lot of times the fear of failure can keep you from starting. And so sometimes, and so really you have to eliminate that thought, that feeling, the nervousness, the timidity, and really build the confidence to just do it. Um, and the second piece of advice I would give is to, you have to give yourself permission to evolve. Um, one of the words that I had for my birthday uh, this year was emergence and emergence just means the process of coming into view or becoming important or coming, uh, coming into becoming something greater. And so you, you as a, um, beginning entrepreneur, you may be in a stage of, I have an idea and I want to launch this, or you may already have a business and you're trying to pivot. I would say you have to give yourself permission to evolve. Um, where I was when I started Kingdom Creation Studios is not where I am now. And where I am now is not going to be where I am next year or the year after. And so you just when you start, you have to realize that where you are is just temporary. And so you have to genuinely give yourself permission to evolve and emerge and become. So, yeah, that's what I would say. That's really powerful advice. I'm so impressed by you, Colvin. You are just like wise beyond your years. Um, tell everyone how they can find out more info about Kingdom Creation Studios. Where can we find you? So you can find Kingdom Creation Studios um, at www.kingdom, K-I-N-G-D-O-M, creations, uh, studios with an S.com. And you can um, find more information. We have some big announcements coming out soon. Um, 
I keep using the word evolving because Kingdom Creations is evolving into something different and bigger and better. So definitely stay up to date, even with my personal social media pages um, and LinkedIn, because um, a lot of new things are about, are about to roll out with Kingdom Creations that I'm excited about. So you can awesome. find me on uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, at King CPJ. That's K I N G C P J. I'm on LinkedIn at Colvin Prince Jr. And I would love to connect with all the listeners. So I'm excited. Everyone, make sure you go follow Colvin. He's doing great things, and we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. And I'm sure we will be in touch. Yep. Most definitely. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thanks, Colvin. Thank Wow, I cannot wait to see what Colvin's big announcements are. And I didn't realize this, but Caitlin and Colvin both went through some pretty major changes that led them to this entrepreneurial journey. Caitlin changed her major. Colvin completely changed career interests. Very interesting how they both talked about their detours. Yeah, it's pretty crazy how their detours actually ended up getting them on the path that they're on now. And I mean, look at where they are. They're doing amazing things. Yeah. So. And they're so confident about it. Yes, it's awesome. Very impressive. So this episode was all about starting from scratch, young entrepreneurs building their brands. Caitlin and Colvin are excellent examples of this. I hope that they have given you some inspiration to be yourself, stop doubting, stop comparing, and just start doing. All right. Thanks, y'all, for listening. And we will see you next month for another episode of the Idea Vault podcast. <laughs>